now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. I'm your host here. Every week, we bring you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. Whether you are in the real estate market or if you're just looking for decorating or improvement ideas around your place, this is a great spot for you to be right now. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. It's been my pleasure being your host here every week. Of course, I've been helping people with their real estate needs in Greater Victoria since 1991. I've handled hundreds of transactions here in our fair city, anywhere from first-time buyers to investors uh, to uh, some commercial properties, land properties, a little bit of everything. It's been a lot of fun, and that's what makes this industry and this job fun. No two deals are the same. You're going to hear about that, actually, when we chat with our guests a little bit later. Uh, if you want to chat real estate you want to talk just reach out to me i'd be happy to help uh, you can find my contact information and the rest of the whole home show team members by visiting cfax1070.com look under shows there you'll find us the whole home show with me tony joe or you can always just you can google any of us you can google me i know you do because we hear from you every week and we love hearing from our loyal listeners uh, speaking of which as a reminder if you're a podcast listener just go to itunes or google google play there you'll find all 270 odd episodes that we've done over the course of the past five years with lots of great content lots of great information uh it is my thrill today to have a guest for the entire hour and this is someone uh, that i've been listening to for a while you know call it a little bit of hero worship there's a couple of fellas in vancouver and they run something called the victoria uh, sorry victoria or in victoria sorry about that it's the vancouver real estate podcast vancouver real estate podcast uh it is adam and matt scalina we have adam with us today and we're just gonna jump right in it adam hey thanks for joining us today thanks thank you so much for having me uh tony appreciate it uh listen you know i i reached out to you and i used the ever classic uh long time listener first time caller right um tell us about first of all you guys are realtors you take care of people in greater vancouver we're going to get to that in just a moment but i want to talk about your podcast tell us about the the vancouver real estate podcast yeah so we've been uh we've been recording our podcast for around almost eight years now um so we started it uh, partly because we felt like there was a gap in terms of what was happening in the market on the ground level and then what was being reported in the media. We were often seeing that there was a, a lag of often three to six months. Um, so really the goal of the podcast was to give uh, real-time information about the market and what was going on, um, you know, what we were seeing on the ground, kind of boots on the ground perspective um, immediately, weekly to our listeners. So we're a weekly show. Um, we talk to local politicians, we talk to city planners, uh, economists, um, people in the development industry, um, investors, and we kind of cover the whole sphere of, uh, of real estate. Yeah, including guests from out of town as well, too. So absolutely. Uh, yeah, you've got uh, agents from across the uh, across all over. I know Calvin in uh, the Edmonton area, right? Absolutely. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's funny because uh, many of the guests we have uh, jointly together, you know, people like uh, Brendan, the economist at uh, BCRA, the British Columbia Real Estate Association, always a great guest, right? Absolutely. Yeah, Brendan Augmentson, he he never disappoints. No. Um, but yeah, and, and we have a lot of economists. And really what we're trying to do is is uh, not by any means predict the market or try to predict the market, but uh, as many get as many voices commenting on the market uh, as we possibly can. So, well, what I have to say is is this. You know, it's interesting because you you watch the news, you know, uh, news clippings, snippets, uh, you, you know, uh, sound bites out there, and sometimes in our industry, and I think you'd agree with this as well too. Sometimes it's a licensee who's trying to get their moment of fame and they are saying things that aren't necessarily uh, um, supportable out there. You know, it, it's it's it, it's it's like they're hoping it's 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 going to bring, you know, a moment of notoriety. Uh, whereas what I enjoy about listening to programs like yours and Matt's is it, it's gr it's grounded reporting. And like you said, you know, boots on the ground, you're in the marketplace. You just want to let people know what you're experiencing. Yeah, and and one thing that we you're you're absolutely right, and there's a lot of people commenting on the market, and and uh, there's a lot of voices. So it's, I think it would be really tough for uh, you know consumers or people monitoring the market to really cut through a lot of the noise, right? Um, what we're what we've kind of realized over the years is uh, almost real estate touches almost everything. Um, and so when, when we first started doing this, we, um, we were concerned about not having enough topics to cover, but <laughs> yes. as, as you know, Tony, yeah. um, it's, it's, I mean, every week, I mean, this market is, is very dynamic and obviously there's been, uh, a, a ton of policy changes at, at the provincial and the municipal levels, uh, over the years. And there's never a dull moment. And, um, and that's the, the best thing that I love about this industry is, is we, we have guests from all over, but all of them, uh, everyone we have on our program has a useful insight either into the market, um, or, or something related that that's a big takeaway usually for our listeners. Okay, so and because we're still talking about the podcast, really important for our listeners to know, and I want them to subscribe to the podcast. So, best way for them to find it? Yeah, so we're on all the major uh, uh, players. So you've got Apple Podcasts, Spotify are, are kind of where most people find us, um, but we're kind of across the board, um, including iHeartRadio, and um, yeah, and you can find us at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Yeah, great website. Lots and lots of uh, information there. And you also have uh, your history of all of your, uh, you're at 300 and something, uh, almost 400 guests over there. And you've got two, you've got a commercial one too, right? We do. Yeah. So we, uh, we were kind of, uh, I think we're, we just describe ourselves as real estate obsessed and um, we felt like we were kind of lacking in the commercial area. So we have a really great broker who uh, started a program named Corey Wright. Um, who actually has an office in Victoria as well. Um, so he started the podcast and Matt and I kind of alternate and co-host and uh, we have people coming on from all sectors of the commercial uh, 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 commercial landscape. So we're talking about basically everything commercial on that show and that's once a week as well. Great. Eight years, long time ago. I mean, I think for most people, podcasting is still a relatively newish kind of thing we started listening to podcasts in the car and then covid hit and then suddenly we're not in our cars right but <laughs> right but we're back now i mean uh, everyone has had has their favorite podcast right 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. When we started, uh, there weren't a lot of uh, podcasts. I mean, there were podcasts on real estate, kind of mostly uh, from the U.S., but nobody was really doing it in Vancouver. And we were kind of surprised because I think we were early adopters for, for podcasts. Uh, just we listened to a lot of shows um, for many years. And, and so we were surprised. And these are conversations with, which a lot of people don't know, but um, to be an agent, you really got to live and breathe real estate, right? So, I mean, these are a lot of conversations that we were having uh, at our office or after a long day at, our, at a restaurant or a lounge or whatever, um, but talking about the market. And we thought, well, you know, uh, if if we're obsessed and we've, we find this interesting, somebody else will as well, I hope. So... Well, and it's not only consumers that listen, because I happen to, even with my program too, but I know with you guys, other realtors listen to your program to, to learn stuff. Yeah, well, it's, it's a lot like your show um, in the sense of uh, we, we kind of dig deep on, on uh, a lot of stuff around the market, right? So uh, we definitely have a lot of industry support, which we hugely appreciate. And um, I think the only critique that we ever get about our show is sometimes where we get in the weeds a little bit and, uh, <laughs> and, and maybe people that, you know, are, are superficially kind of interested in, in the market. Uh, you know, it's, it can be a little bit dry uh, at times. So no, no problem. We've got so much to talk about. Uh, our guest today is Adam Scalina. Uh, Adam and Matt run the v Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. The Vancouver Real Estate Podcast dot com is yeah V R uh, V R E P right yeah. Yeah, yeah, B rep. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you'll be able to find that on all of the major streaming sources there. Uh, folks, I really suggest you uh, uh, become a listener. I know for a lot of people, it's on it's on their favorite list of real estate related podcasts. So uh, we're thrilled to have uh, Adam here. Uh, we need to take a break, though. When we come back, we'll be chatting more about the Vancouver market and what's going on over there because we got the bright guest today. Back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. My guest today, coming all the way from across the water in Vancouver, is Adam Scalia, Scalina, Adam, and his partner, Matt. Matt's your brother, right? He is my brother, yes. Okay, I can refer to him as brother. Matt, uh, your brother, are realtors in Vancouver, and they also run the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast, uh, which is a hugely listened-to program, uh, not only in Vancouver, but I happen to know across the country and i have no doubt that there's people even down south that listen to the program as well too folks i am heavily suggesting if you love real estate if you're real estate obsessed as adam and his brother are you need to listen to this program because they have great guests great content um adam again thanks for coming on the program no thanks for having me tony appreciate it I always find, I enjoy the, I mean, you guys understand, you know the business, you understand the business and you understand clients too, because you're dealing with people on a regular basis. That's what I really enjoy about your program is that whole, you know, reporting and, you know, uh, letting listeners know uh, about the day. We are not HGTV. This isn't selling sunset. You know, people have a very different impression about real estate as an industry. You find that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not as, uh, as glamorous uh, for sure. No. Oh my goodness. Let's talk about Vancouver though, because that's where you guys are. You've been selling now for over, over 11 years now, right? It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is, uh, I think coming up on my 13th year. So, um, yeah, a lot of changes, lots of changes. Yeah, okay. for sure. So right now, as we, as we're recording this, here we are, it's, you know, almost May of 2023. Uh, what's your market been doing? 
You know, it's interesting. Uh, if things started to pick up in January, um, I think we kind of, uh, we a lot of people now uh, are feeling we like we bottomed around uh, between September and December of last year. And we've seen a lot more market activity uh, starting in January, but things have kind of picked up. And I think if, if I had to summarize it, um, there's really just a, a, an extremely low amount of inventory. And when I say that, um, it's it's really the good inventory. So the products that, like the the tier one products as we call to call it. So it's, um you know, the, the qualities or the characteristics um, that make a property exceptional for, for end users. So people that are moving into the property. Um, and so we're actually now starting to see uh, multiple offers uh, coming back in our market. Um, again, uh, um, just, just by virtue of people waiting on inventory and buyers coming back into the market. Um, I think a lot of it has to do, uh, with rates being held, um, and, um, and just generally, uh, a, a more optimistic, um, sense in the market. Um, so we've seen a lot of activity just in, in the last little while here. And, um, it's been relatively busy for us specifically in about the last six weeks, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, you know. You mentioned uh, the 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 last two rate holes, including the one that was just last week. It it it's it has seemed to give people a renewed confidence, and yes, and it comes up everyone. Where are these people coming from? Like, where is all this interest? Well, I, I, I you know, perhaps you'll agree with me. The demand was always there; it was just dormant for a little bit. Yeah, and I, I also think. Um, you know, a lot of people were had moved to the sidelines uh, towards the end of the of, of last year. But um, you know, as as the spring market starts and people are out, I think people are. It's it's almost like people are starting to recognize that um, the market is picking up, and likely that the opportunity of timing the bar the bottom, um, if that was the goal, is is gone. So, um, and I think there is a really a strong possibility that if if interest rates uh, um, if interment, interest rates remain stable and we continue to see these these low levels of inventory, um, this is going to be actually a really strong year for the market. Yeah, well, let's talk about inventory though for a moment because we can all theorize inventory level generally speaking has been low for the past couple of years and a question consumers have is why is that i mean we know that in bc we're behind as far as new construction is concerned yeah but but it begs the question how come more people aren't putting their properties on the market there's lots of people that want to move what's going on yeah i you know i we wrestle with this question all the time and um it's very interesting because on on one perspective one perspective is that um it, it is painful to move through the market right now because if you're a seller and you have a place, um, it's it's often hard to find a new place to go into because there's low inventory or you're competing. And then you don't necessarily want to sell and not have a place to go. So I feel like a lot of people that we're talking to day in, day out, um, they kind of feel stuck. Uh, it's almost like a game of musical chairs where they're they're on a chair and they're happy to kind of stay put. Um, I so so there's that perspective. Um, I think that we're seeing is is it's tough to move through the market right now because not everybody's confident they'll have a place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I agree with you. Inventory has been low, and I I think it is in a lot of ways. Um, we see these demand shocks in our market. And then when the market kind of softens or we see, um, uh, 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 you know, periods of softness, um, you know, 
often supply is not created when it when we we need to be creating supply consistently in this market. So it's it's almost like when uh, things slow down, developers in a lot of ways push pause. Um, not a lot of inventory comes on the market, and then when we see a demand shock, so people coming back into the market looking for places, we see a ton of activity and 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 huge absorption. And we've missed moments of supply creation, and it's it seems like it's a perpetual problem in here, uh, in in this city and in this region. Um, you know, I know in Vancouver, you know, we we talk about it all the time, but uh, we're landlocked, and we have a supply issue, and we have uh, policies that have um, further um, perpetuated our supply issue. Yeah. Um, so, and we have a lot of people coming to the region. Like, we can't forget about that. Um, and, and it's only going to increase. Uh, I think I saw a stat the other day where, um, it was, uh, 1.5 million people coming to the region in approximately the next 20 years. Um, when, when you think about that, um, you know, like just in terms of like the amount of housing that we have to create, it's, it's astonishing. Um, and it actually makes me really concerned about affordability. Oh, for sure. For sure. Wow. There's actually, there's a lot to unpackage from what you just brought up there. You know, um, so that one of the things we're short on inventory because of the time lag to develop um, for our listeners, just in case you're wondering, folks, if you think that Saanich uh, or the city of Victoria is slow with development permits and everything, I have heard, Adam, and you tell me this is true, Vancouver's pretty bad, right? Vancouver is typically, um, you know, to get a development project from uh, from application kind of to 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 a built form is often five to seven years in this city. So it it can take a very long time. Yeah. So it's not like someone can snap their fingers and all of a sudden there's you know three hundred new units or whatever. This takes a lot of time. Absolutely. Yeah. And and like I said, I mean. Um, you know, it's, it's not only, we're also seeing a lot of pressure in rent. Um, cause again, we're having supply issues with, with the rental market and our vacancy rate is so low here. Um, you know, another stat, uh, that we've been kind of thinking about around the office is since 1990, we've had 1.2 million people settle in the lower mainland, but we've only had 7,700 purpose-built rental units built. Um, so, you know, rents have gone up considerably and I don't know if you're seeing that in Victoria, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, one beds, uh, downtown here have gone up, you know, close to 25% in the last calendar year, um, in terms of rental rental rates. So it's kind of across the board. It's, it's not only for people looking to buy and sell real estate. It's also our, our rental market is extremely tight with the same issues. It, it is. And actually for both, uh, here and Vancouver, the other half of it too is, our, our returns, so the, the cap rate on the cost of properties relative to what the rent is, it's not really attractive to invest uh, in, in, in both of these regions here because it's expensive, right? You're, you're lucky with 20% down if you can find something that's cash flow neutral, right, that covers itself. But we very much are a market, and, and Victoria has always struck me as the same kind of a market where um, people that are investing here are, are focused on capital appreciation, um, and it's also usually um, a strategy of a longer term hold. Yeah. Um, and what, you know, what I've kind of learned over the years in this market is the rents kind of continue to, to increase. Um, and so something that didn't seem like a cash flow property when you bought it um, or the margin was really tight, 
um, eventually becomes a cash flow property uh, if if you hold, right? You're paying down your- Well, your- yeah, this is an important point, but listen, I don't I hold that thought because we need to take another break uh, right now. Uh, we have our guest, Adam Scalina. He is co-host of the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast with his brother, Matt. Uh, need to take another break. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. And I know you do because all of our guys tell us that they get loyal CFAX listeners calling in every week. So we always appreciate the support. Uh, as always, if you need to reach us, you can uh, go to CFAX1070.com, look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe, uh, or just reach out to me. You know how to find me. I know you do. Because you do on a regular basis. Uh, And also, too, if you're a podcast listener, uh, you can find us. iTunes, Google, uh, all 270-some-odd episodes, uh, including this one that you'll hear uh, sometime in the near future. Our guest today, I'm thrilled to have him on. We're having a great conversation, is Adam Scalina. Adam is a realtor in Vancouver uh, with his team and his brother, Matt, the both of them are very well known, famous, if you will, across the country for their podcast. It's the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast, VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Uh, Adam, thanks again for joining us. No, thanks for having me, Tony. Um, let's just let's just dial back before we jump into where we were at before the uh, the break. There, um, you guys both say that you're real estate obsessed. So, w- what brought this on? What uh, what happened? What happened to you? <laughs> you know what? It's funny. I I uh, I got interested in real estate. I had a family friend who was a real estate investor, um, and that's what really sparked my interest. He was he was actually from Victoria, and he owned a number of properties in the Oak Bay area um, that were large homes converted to uh, multifamily rentals. And um, he he had kind of uh, retired very young, and. Uh, uh, I, I got, I had the luxury of kind of sitting down with him a number of times and actually just listening to him talk about real estate and it sparked an interest. And then I, you know, I went and read rich dad, poor dad and, uh, uh everything I could possibly consume on real estate investing. And, um, and, and that, that triggered the license and, um, just over time, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to be in this industry and, and I think not kind of become obsessed with it. There's just so many um, different directions you can go in in real estate, um, it, whether you're an investor or whether you're actually in the industry, um, you know there's lots of different areas you can specialize and and it's uh, if I think anybody could find their niche. Yeah, well, but the other thing too, and this is with yours and Matt's podcast, you are also students of students of the industry. And, and um, I mean, I find that with me as well, too. Like every time we have a guest and it, we're in a constant state of learning and learning more about what's going on and, you know, how things can best help our, our clients often. Right. And, and and the industry as a whole as well, too. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's the at, at the core of it. I think obviously um, the, the, the more knowledgeable we are uh, in the market, the better we can service uh, our clients, of course. Um, a big thing for us was uh, with this format of, of a podcast or a radio show, 
uh, in a lot of ways, you get to stand on the shoulders of uh, giants, right? Because you can you can speak to people that have been operating in this market for longer or have been doing something that you've never really been exposed to. Like we have a lot of the development community on our show. So um, CEO of, uh, of, of ma- major development groups, like, you know, we've had Colin Bose on our show, for example. Um, Eric Carlson from Anthem. So some big name developers and and uh, the ability to just get access to um, these types of folks and, and listen to how they built their businesses or, or built their investments models. It, it's fascinating. So, yeah. well, you, I know you guys are having fun. I mean, you guys, I, and, and, you know, for our listeners, when you sign up and you become a subscriber on Vancouver Real Estate Podcast, you're going to find out Matt and Adam, they have a good time together. Uh, you know, you guys are great with guests. And uh, again, just being a student of, of the business, the real estate business. Yeah, I think, well, and I mean, it's, it's like yourself, Tony, but I think if you're, if you're passionate about anything, right, it's, uh, it, it's, it shows. I mean, if we were, if we were just, uh, you know, pushing through, it would be pretty obvious, I think, on our show. But <laughs> no, we, well, we definitely eight are. years in. I mean, that's that's saying something, right? That's a, it's a long time, and and week after week, and, and and again, folks, you have a look on their webpage, VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. They've got all of their episodes. You can you can listen from the webpage. Uh, it is great. You guys have got it uh, got it all set up. Oh, um, I appreciate that. So now, before the break, we were talking about uh, uh, capital like return rates and how Va- Vancouver, in particular, real estate prices are so high relative to the rent. We talk a lot about, you know, you look at Calgary. Like Calgary is a great example of uh, prices are low, rents are relatively high. So on a return standpoint, you're doing okay in Calgary. Um, but what you did mention is people are buying Vancouver for cap- future capital appreciation, which Calgary does not have. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think that's the thing. And I, I think Calgary, that market appears to be uh, heating up a bit. But I, I, you know, I think what people pay for in Vancouver real estate investors specifically is um, we've got a really, really low vacancy rate here. So if you if you have a rental property here, um, chances are you'll have a lot of people applying um, and you'll have, you know, a lineup around the block if you price it correctly and you'll get to choose a, a, a really excellent tenant. Um, which other marketplaces will have higher vacancy rates. Um, I also think it's, yeah, it's the capital appreciation, um, but also it is, it's the rent appreciation as well, because over time, um, you know, generally in our region, rents are, are increasing. And, and that's why often when we talk to people that are investing in our marketplace, um, yeah, it's, it, it is challenging to carry a property. You might even have to subsidize a property with 20% down in, in your first few years of ownership. But generally speaking, if we look at historical trends, um, what you owe on the property is going to be less. You're getting some capital pay down. And, um, and then on top of that, rents are typically going up. So there, there will be a, a, a point at which... Um, uh, you know, it becomes a, a, a better cash flowing property. I, I have to say, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about a client of mine who I've known for 30 years and I helped him with a lot of properties. He is, you know, his own personal properties, his business, he's a business uh, person and, you know, he's bought investment properties as well. I can, I have lost track of how many opportunities I have presented to him. And he said at the time, so like 20 years ago, he's like, no, it's too much. You know, it's too high. And we look back now, it's like, oh, come on, that it was it's always high at the moment. 
we we always right. wish yeah we we all wish we had a time machine uh in the region for sure <laughs> yes doc brown jump in the delorean and and, and and buy that thing back but this is i think this is a really important point for for listeners to know uh yeah the numbers may be hard it will always be hard at the start but over time that's where i think vancouver and victoria sort of come in handy is you know you, you mentioned the uh migration towards the region and all the people moving in same thing here we don't have enough housing for them the only thing that could happen here is um continued pressure on on property values here there could be a lot more room i i know people are going to hate hearing that because affordability, and you touched on that too, and maybe we'll talk about it in a little bit. Um, I was asked the question today from somebody, how do people buy properties in Victoria? That's hard enough, but let's talk about Vancouver because you guys are uh, about, I think it's about 30 or 40% higher than us price. wise we're already a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, uh... It's a it's a real issue in Vancouver, and I mean it's um, you you can see it in your day to day life, right? I mean, I I just had a a, a new baby girl. Um, well, she's she's ten months old, but when we actually when when my wife was giving birth, both both of the nurses had driven in from Hope. They were living what? in Hope. So I mean, you see it in your day to day. We have police officers, ambulance drivers, people that are the are the the you know support the operations and infrastructure of the of the city and they're and they're commuting two hours um just because they're driving till they qualify or they're or they're renting far out so it, it's a pain point and in a lot of uh in a lot of ways um yeah it does it you see it in your day to day um but i i agree with you i think um the the pressure on prices um it's it's hard to imagine uh, a, a situation where we can increase supply to keep up with demand. Um, and, and like I said before, we have so many people coming to the region. Um, I think a lot of people are affording real estate in, in our region. Um, a lot of, there's a, there's the generational wealth transfer that's happening right now. And so a lot of our clients that are getting, um, into the, into the market, especially millennials and, um, and younger generations are getting a gift from from mom and dad and we're noticing that so the bank of mom and dad is is coming in handy and assisting with the down payment because the down payment in this market is is the hardest part right listen adam we got to take our last break of the day we've got adam scalina he is the co-host of the vancouver real estate podcast having a great chat about vancouver Uh, we'll be back in just a moment this is the whole home show with tony joe on cfax 1070 Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe, having a chat today with the co-host of the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast, Adam Scalina. Adam and his brother, Matt, have for eight years been putting on an amazing podcast that all of you should be listening to. I know you're here in Victoria. I know Victoria is your home, but it doesn't matter because if you want to learn more about what's going out there uh, in uh, political stuff, in uh, provincial issues and matters, regulatory real estate matters, uh, these guys cover it all. So be sure that you uh, become a subscriber to their podcast. So much great stuff. Adam, thanks again for coming. Thanks for having me. Uh, hey, before the break there, uh, we were chatting about, you know, you were talking about nurse uh, having to, from hope, my goodness, like that. We go to hope to vacation. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, this is it. And I mean, when you, when you find out that, um, you know, the two, and they were amazing, but the two nurses that are delivering your, your, your baby have both commuted two hours to get there and have another two hours to go at the end of their shift after uh, a very long shift, it makes you think that, um, you know, this is a real problem in the city, these price points. Yeah. So I was also having a conversation this morning with a colleague of mine in Winnipeg and the average sale price in Winnipeg is almost $400,000. Uh, and we had a conversation about affordability because if you can imagine with an average sale price of $400,000, they have affordable housing issues there too. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and Winnipeg's close to my heart because Matt and I both uh, grew up in Winnipeg, but oh, um, okay. yeah. And, uh, but it's, it's funny. It, it's, it, it doesn't, it's right across Canada. I, I'm noticing now, like a lot of the agents that I'm speaking to in, in many markets across the country are having inventory issues. Um, you know, and we're starting to see that this is, this is a, a nationwide problem, um, inventory. And, and again, like just with immigration and migration, uh, right now we, we've, it's, it doesn't seem to be like it's going to be getting any better in the near future. Um, so I'm, I'm not surprised to hear that. Yeah. It's and and again, it's tough because what we were talking about is how can people afford to buy, and uh, you know what you brought up was intergenerational wealth transfer. So that you know, bank of mom and dad or whatever. Uh, we've had on our program uh, several times uh, Mark Phillips from Home Equity Bank talking about reverse mortgages uh, and how people are able to extract equity from their home to 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 help their kids out now instead of after they're gone, right? Yeah. Yeah, so there's there's been a lot more uh, of that as well too. The, the average house price though in Greater Vancouver, what is that right now? Oh, it's yeah. So it depends. If you're looking at the detached market, I don't have the uh, stats right in front of me, but most markets um, in the city of Vancouver, uh, the east side's around one point six ish, one point seven, and uh, the west side would be would be about two point seven, two point eight. Yeah. Um, and then the North shore is, you know, probably in that 2.1, 2.2, uh, kind of range. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's, um, it, you know, the reverse mortgage, we've, we've talked about that on our show as well. Um, you know, the other thing, my recommendation for, for buyers, uh, would be really, um, if you have to go far just to get into the market, the key is time in the market, right? It's not timing the market and you, you want to make sure that you're, you know, just get in because what we're doing in Vancouver, uh, with our clients and we have over the years is, is helping them climb the property ladder. Right. And, uh, so, I mean, I wouldn't be afraid to look in, in tertiary markets that you can afford just to get in, um, and then try and work your way up and through, uh, through the markets of the places where you actually want to live. Yeah. And this is something that we as, as, as realtors see on a regular basis where we have clients where we help them with that initial condo, you know, a studio or, or whatever. And it's a, it's a two move or a three move situation until they get where they, where they want. And, you know, unfortunately gone are the days where you're going to have your white picket fence on a lovely lot in Shaughnessy or something, or, you know, uh, it's just not going to happen as your first home, right? Yeah, exactly. I, and I think people are, are coming to that realization. We've seen, um, you know, when I, when I started in real estate, a, a one bedroom was typically, you know, six to 700 square feet. Now junior one beds are you know, four to 500 square feet. So everything is getting smaller and our perception of, of what it, what it means to have a, uh, a home. It's, it's, it's not that white picket fence. Um, 
you know, in Vancouver right now, what we're seeing is um, we're seeing uh, redevelopment around the SkyTrain lines and it's, it's all condos, it's all multifamily, right? So um, I think an acceptance of that is important if, if this is the region that you want to live in in the country. Well, I mean, how short our memories are, right? Because, you know, all we got to do is look back before the 2010 Olympics and think about, you know, all of these amenities that have come in since the, I love SkyTrain. I love, you know, when, when we're in town, that's what we use. And, and I wish we had something like that here, which we don't. Uh, we're just not big enough, big enough for that. Uh, but it's just amazing what it's done to all of the uh, outlining communities. Uh, and it continues to grow, right? Like the network is getting is getting stronger by the day, right? It's getting stronger. And it's incredible what they're doing around these SkyTrain hubs. Um, you know, the the um, it's, they're all amenity rich now, the restaurants, the shopping. I mean, I think we're going to, this region is going to be full of incredible cities that are as amenity rich as Vancouver um, in the next 20 years. Yeah, I was having a conversation with a colleague because uh, I was over in Richmond uh, just the other day about I remember as a kid because we had family friends who lived in Richmond and it was so far and it was farmland and it was distant. I think they bought at the time because it was cheaper than than uh, downtown Vancouver. And look at it now. It's just it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, I, you know, and I, I kind of I, I feel like you like when I first uh, moved to Vancouver in 2005, uh, I was very selective about where I would live. And now I feel like there's so many areas um, in the greater Vancouver or Metro Vancouver region where I feel like I could raise a family and set up. And, and it's, it's those 15 minute cities or, you know, that have kind of developed where you can, you can get to every single type of amenity, whether it's, uh, you know, groceries or doctors or, uh, you know, exercise, recreation, that sort of thing, all within about 15 minutes of walking from out your front door. So for sure. Well, there is a myth that's out there that we get here in town, and I know you get it as well, too. And that is uh, first time buyers cannot buy in Victoria. First time buyers cannot buy in Vancouver. I'm sure that happens. But I, I'm pretty sure you you guys and I are proof positive. We help first time buyers all the time. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Like, I'm I'm actually amazed, it, and you know, it all it, it's often um, you know people that are young couples that that you know save and and work hard to get into the market. Um, and then there's also a lot of people that are are kind of uh, what we term as kind of house hacking their way into the market. Maybe they're buying something with a rental component um, or they're renovating, right? Or they have the ability that if it's a handy um, young person that is prepared to kind of, you know, um, clean something up uh, a little bit. Um, you know, they're, they're doing what's called forced appreciation, right? They're adding value, value to them, to their place themselves. Right. And so there's, there are ways um, that we help young people get into the market. And, um, you know, it's, uh, I, it is a, a bit of a daunting uh, area uh, as a first time home buyer. Um, but uh, a, a good agent can really help you navigate uh, through it. Yeah. How important that is. How important that is. Um, so, we talked about average prices a moment ago. I just want to remind our listeners, you guys heard that. You heard that 1.6, 2.1, like the metrics are very different because here in Victoria in general, single family home uh, is about 1.3 right now. And we are, we're the third most expensive in Canada. We always have been. It's, it's Vancouver, Toronto, Victoria. Um, but, you know, folks, there's a lot more room out there, right? And that's the reason why in the past little bit, the people that have come from Vancouver have found that Victoria is a good deal, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, it's it's funny, but I, I talk to a lot of people from uh, Ontario and, and Manitoba and Saskatchewan. I mean, especially for people that don't want to go down south, um, Victoria is a fantastic option. I mean, I would imagine that you're getting a lot of interprovincial migration yeah. um, to the Victoria region. And, um, and I know uh, we have a, a close friend of the show, Byron Chard, um, Chard Development, yes. that does a lot of uh, development in Victoria. And and I know their projects are 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 doing really really well. So yeah. well, I, we see David here all the time. It's almost like he's it's like he's a resident of Victoria because he goes to all the fundraising events and and everything. So you know, very yeah. much back and back and forth, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh my goodness. So, anyways, um, as we near the end here, tell us about what you guys think is going to happen in the marketplace in the next little bit in Vancouver. Because, of course, we shadow you a lot, right? Victoria shadows Vancouver. How are you feeling about the rest of 2023? Yeah, well, right now, um, if it's all kind of contingent on, I guess, um, it's an inventory question and it's an interest rate question. So if if the rates uh, continue to, to hold or even if we potentially see a rate, uh, a rate cut at some point this year, um, and inventory levels uh, remain kind of in the same area, which I don't anticipate they're going to be increasing dramatically. I think we're going to see a really strong uh, finish to this year in terms of um, the market being quite active and favoring sellers. Um, and and next year, I think we could again. Um, it's, it's very tough to predict because uh, you know you, you never know these days. Nobody would have predicted the pandemic and everything else, right? So it's a uh, uh, there's, there's always that potential of, uh, the black swan event, but, um, uh, generally speaking, I think, uh, it's, it's going to be a, a, a busy year in the real estate market moving forward. Um, but I guess we'll see. Well, you know what? You and I will have a conversation a year from now and we'll compare notes and see if we were both right. Because I'm with you on that. I feel the same way as well, too. And I think both markets, um, uh, again, because of the demand, let's face it, people want to be here. And, uh, oh, I hate saying this because I've said it on this program before and I'm embarrassed now knowing that you come from there. I always use Winnipeg as an example, right? Because I don't I don't hear too many people that are that are intentionally choosing to move to Winnipeg. No, no, yeah, no offense taken. Uh, okay. it's, it's a good place to be from, but uh, okay. there's a reason we all migrated west. I got it. Uh, listen, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Adam Scalina, Adam and his brother and co-host Matt Scalina both have the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. Again, folks, do yourselves a favor. Go online. Uh, get to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Uh, if you need have some needs for real estate in Vancouver, give them a call as well, too. They are licensed agents they help uh, people buy and sell just like we do adam thanks for your time today yeah thanks so much for having me tony appreciate it great and to the rest of our listeners we'll be here for you this time next week